0: Wanja City. My name is Wanja City and you are now on board a grand tour through the book of Nehemiah simply titled Rebuilding. Here in Wanja City we have more than audacity. We are Wanja City. Karibu which means welcome. Are you in the construction business? An architect? An engineer? Do you love building or simply enjoy watching one of the many available reality shows on building and construction or property development? I wish I was all those. But I'm content for now being an appreciator of these building shows. I don't know why I enjoy watching a pool built from scratch or a new house built from ground up. Design and all. What really got me started on this journey of building show watching was those restored or fixed up houses. How some people can take an old house, whether abandoned or neglected, and bring it back to its former glory, even turn it into something grander, is amazing to me. And now that I think about it, I spent a lot of time watching those shows. (laughs) A lot the finished product is always great to watch the whole point of these shows is the reveal it is the climax the highlight it is when the owners or buyers get to see their new or restored structures houses pools kitchens whatever almost always the reaction is wow beyond my expectations i have no words it's it's incredible if you were to watch that final show alone though just in time for the reveal You would miss the gruelling, taxing, dirty work from design plan to all that trouble clearing. I mean, it looks like fun, but you would miss it. You'd also miss seeing the unexpected troubles that pop up in the course of a project, like a hole in the ground or pests in the walls, termites, things like that. Some so serious, they tempt someone to quit and abandon the project. But they don't, at least not the shows we get to see. Part of the charm of watching these shows on fixing up houses, bruising up homes, constructing magnificent pools, yards, gardens, almost anything you can imagine really like ships or yachts. Part of that charm is to see how the project planners navigate these unexpected problems. They have to be ingenious, innovative, creative. And all the while, keep an eye on the timelines and budgets. There are time constraints and money constraints and weather constraints. I mean, think about it. If it's too wintry, how much can you really do? Time, money, purpose. The buildings have specific and varying purposes, not to mention the peculiar tastes and desires of the owners or potential buyers that affect the overall design. So, time, money, purpose, taste, and environmental factors. Factors like the neighborhood the project is located matter. If in a particular place the neighbor's well-being must be taken into account, you want to make sure there is understanding and as little inconvenience to the neighbors as possible. In more spacious locations, it may be less of an issue. You want to meet the standards and regulations of certain neighborhood associations. And speaking of standards, there are building codes and licenses and certifications that must be met or acquired. Professionals must approve the structures and affirm that these structures are up to code. Engineers, health workers, officials, etc. They need to give a stamp of approval and depending on what kind of facility is under construction. As you can see, there are many factors that come into play. Amazing, amazing the amount of information you can pick up just by being an observer. Things are much more real on site, however, when it is not just a show to you when you're a homeowner seeking to renovate or a landowner wanting to build, or if you have an old building you finally decided to bring back to life, it is reality and not merely a reality show. As we say here, things are different on the ground. Someone who came to understand this in a very real and large way is Nehemiah in the Bible. The book of Nehemiah is a memoir. When was the last time you read a memoir? A memoir. Not a memo, as in the office kind, a memoir, a person's record of their memories. It says in Nehemiah, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. I guess that's how it's pronounced, I don't know. But it says the words of Nehemiah. It is his own words penned in the book. So am I not correct then in calling it a memoir? Who is or was Nehemiah? That's a good question. You may have some bible knowledge and so if you do you may think of rebuilding the wall whenever you hear Nehemiah mentioned isn't that his legacy at least that's what i see when i read the book in the last verse of the first chapter of nehemiah he tells us who he was quote i was the king's cupbearer okay so what is or was a cupbearer what's the modern equivalent Now, I checked it up. I saw it written somewhere in the internet that a cupbearer is like a butler. Still not helpful. What pretel is a butler? When I hear butler, I imagine Alfred to Bruce Wayne. You know, Batman. Butler. But even just taking cupbearer as it is, that means someone who tastes the king's wine before he does to avoid attempts to poison the king, right? Like a food taster. That's a crucial person. With a crucial job, you'd have to be very trustworthy to be entrusted with the job of risking your own life to potentially save the kings by tasting his food and drink before the king does. By the way, just out of curiosity, is this a real thing today? Are there people who are actually employed to taste important people's food first? And they would have to be important, like king important. Now, Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer, as he told us. But before we see why that is relevant to us, and we will in the next episode and chapter 2, let's get some perspective from Nehemiah chapter 1, the reference of this episode on rebuilding. So there was Nehemiah when Henani, that's one of his brothers, came to him with some other men from Judah. Judah was like his homeland. Now Nehemiah was in a foreign land, think diaspora, and he was serving the king. This man with Hanani, came to him and he wanted to know how his countrymen were doing. And they did not have a good report. Things were elephant, meaning very bad. They said that their countrymen were back home in great affliction and that the wall of Jerusalem was broken down and the gates burnt with fire. Hmm. We mentioned gates and their importance in earlier episodes of Wanjacity when we were tracking wisdom. You can catch up here. So gates are crucial. They still are. But in these times, or in those times, they were literal hubs of commerce, political power. They were seats of authority in short. Also, just from common sense, and what you can see, gates are for security. Then there's walls. Why walls? Why was the wall broken down? Have you ever watched one of those Troy kind of movies? Then you can appreciate the purpose of an all-around kind of wall. It is also for protection. It is about fortification against the It's the strength of a city, in it, as I see it. Therefore, for the wall to be broken down and the gates burnt with fire, it was bad. That made Nehemiah sad. It says in verse 4 that when he heard that report, he sat down and wept and mourned for several days. He also fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. What a reaction. Mm. He didn't just say he was sad. He wept, moaned, not one day, several, fasted, and prayed. Here, he actually interceded. That's what we call the kind of prayer where you pray for others like you're praying for yourself. The kind where you put yourself in their shoes, so to speak, and ask for God to intervene on their behalf. Hence, intercede. Okay? Now, Nehemiah prayed to the merciful God of heaven to listen, open his eyes to his prayer that he was making on behalf of his people. What did he pray? He confessed their sins against God for failing to keep the commands of God. And he didn't just pray for them detachedly like, oh, those people are so bad. Remember them. He included himself and his father's house's sins as he reminded God of his promise to bring his people back home if they turned back to him. So Nehemiah pleaded for God's mercy for himself and his people and for favor in the sight of the man. Before casually adding, I was the king's car bearer. You may be wondering, what does Nehemiah and this whole story have to do with all the building shows I had earlier mentioned? Plenty. Plenty. A lot of similarities. You will hear about them here. But even before then, you can just take your Bible, go ahead and read what Nehemiah says from the book. It's great stuff. Even from an ordinary person's understanding, such as myself, a lot can be picked up from reading the book, like watching a building show. You pick up amazing things with no professional knowledge. <laughs> what we have seen so far is that Nehemiah gets some saddening news from his homeland. That leads him to pray earnestly for favor with God and his boss, as we will see in chapter 2, episode 2 who is the man he just prayed about two paragraphs ago. Nehemiah begins with prayer. Always a good place to begin and close, as we found out in our tour of James, also available on this platform. And that's where we close this first episode on rebuilding from the book of Nehemiah with a prayerful beginning from our lead character, Nehemiah himself. Thank you for joining me on this first leg of our rebuilding series. Each episode can be listened to independently but for a full appreciation, I encourage you to tune in to the whole series. Let's rebuild. This has been a City tour through the memoirs of Nehemiah. Until next time, stay audacious and keep shining because you, like a city on a hill, cannot be hidden. Go boldly forth and shine.